Kayla Thornton is here to indulge all of my basketball analytics conversation and talk about her new team and the teams that came before. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, thanking you for making us your first listen every day. A huge accomplishment for all of you and for us, north of 100,000 people listening in April alone. We are on pace to shatter that in May. So, again, we're just so grateful for this huge community coming together to listen to our podcast about women's basketball six days a week. And of course, it is not just me, it is all the incredible people who are covering this sport over at The Next, thenexthoops.com, where we have over 100 reported pieces every single month. Of course, make sure you subscribe if you haven't, thenexthoops.com. When you were in Dallas, Kayla, we had Ari Graham covering you. Now we've got Jackie Powell covering you here in New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's always a pleasure to get the chance to chat with you. And I guess the place that I want to start is when you think about your career arc and where you've gotten to where you are now, do you, is there a moment that stands out to you where you felt as if, all right, I have established myself as a player in this league? Yeah. Um, you know, my, my career is kind of, you know, different from a lot of people's and, you know, how I started, um, you know, when I was with Washington and uh, I got cut twice and then, I had a workout with Dallas and then that kind of aspired there. And I was there, you know, half of my career, well, almost all my career. And then now I'm in New York. So, you know, first it's just a blessing. Um, I think, you know, just with this game and how this, our league is evolving, you just have to keep, you know, um, involving your game, getting better in different areas. You know, you can't stay content in one, in one area. And I think I've, you know, just done that across the years and, just doing what I do best and not getting out of that and not trying to be somebody that I'm not, but just doing what got me here and, you know, and keep going from that. So for our listeners at home in segment one, we're going to talk a lot about Kayla's journey and how she got here in segment two, a lot about what it means for 23, 23 and beyond. And Kayla, I, I want to start with what I would imagine is a bittersweet memory for you, but I want to take you back to April 5th, 2014. And what was the final game of your college career, UTEP against Rutgers. And, you know, for those who don't know, Taylor was a star in her hometown, uh, which I think is pretty cool. But I just wonder for you to come now to the Liberty and have your, your good friend, Benizel Laney, be able to talk to you about that game, which went Rutgers way, 56-54. <laughs> is that a frequent topic of conversation? You know, how do you guys treat that as your friends? You know what? Um, I, I, you know, I have a trainer back at home and, you know, we were just talking about it and we were just reminiscing about old times and we kind of went back to, you know, that game. And I didn't realize that I was playing with uh, Cooper and mm-hmm. Benaj and we had a picture um, that they took and I was like, wow, this is a B. And so I showed it to her and I was like, yo, this is crazy how, you know, now we can look back and Lowry, you know, it's, it's crazy how the, 
the world just comes around that now we're playing, you know, with each other, you know, but yeah, I mean, that was a remarkable uh, time that I had at UTAP. Um, you know, I think one of the best runs we ever had in history, one of the, you know, we uh, sold out every WNIT game. So um, that was just miraculous. And, you know, I, that's something that I can never, you know, forget. I mean, a run, a 28-8 season, making sure that UTEP was on the map, you know, a really significant moment. And so what's striking to me, though, is what follows. And, you know, and we're obviously getting into it. But when you look at the career you've had, and we'll talk about not just here, but overseas as well, it took a while. It took a while for you to be able to have the decision makers understand and reflect what you bring to the game. So take me through, if you can, if you can, back to spring, summer of 2014, how are you thinking about it, um, what your goals are, and, you know, whether what has followed was the way in which you planned it in any conceivable way. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's, been a, it's been a long journey. Um, and like I said, I think, uh, you know, me being cut from Washington, um, you know, I'm always appreciative for them even – uh, bringing me in uh, for training camp and stuff like that. But I kind of think it just started there. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a very, I'm a big competitor, you know, and I don't like losing and I don't like failure, but that comes with life, you know? Um, so I had to kind of learn quick and just knowing my faith and my mother being a preacher and just being in that atmosphere of, of church. Um, you know, when one door, when one door closes, another one opens and uh, you know, it did hurt, but I told myself that, uh, you know, I wasn't going to quit. You know, I was going to prove those that didn't think that, uh, you know, I was a big size um, and able to play in the league as a four, that I was undersized. So, you know, I just went overseas. I think that was like my first year I had went to, I think, Puerto Rico and played over there. Then I played in Israel. Then finally, you know, um, played in South Korea. And I just developed my game. And, you know, I always told myself, you know, don't forget – what happened to you in 2014, 2015, being cut, and then being cut again. So that, you know, still to this day, I, I still have that fire where, you know, I, I just can't be comfortable because you just never know. And, um, you know, I just I, I just always hold that inside me because at any time, you know, anything can happen. And, I've, and, I, and, I, and I have experienced that um, firsthand of, you know, being out of the league for a little bit and then being able to come back. So... Um, you know, I just take that and I, you know, I just keep running with it. It's so fascinating too. You know, we can just focus on the stats in the lead and you have a certain understanding of like Kayla Thornton, the player, right. As you know, the defensive stopper and somebody who scores in uh, small doses. Right. But then you look at what you did in the Israeli league. You look at what you, you know, did in Puerto Rico and you were a 20 and 10 machine. And putting up those numbers consistently. So I, I guess there are a couple of things that sort of come to mind out of that. Number one, how much did those reps overseas, do you feel like, put you in a position to succeed here, specifically on the offensive side of the ball? Because while you don't necessarily put up scoring in volume, you have always been an efficient scorer. Yeah, um, you know, you know, playing overseas and playing in the WNBA is obviously different. Uh, you know, your roles change. You know, when you go overseas, it's like, you know, you're the only American where I played, so you're expected to do more. You know, over here, it's it's just kind of different. You kind of just fit into what you're the program that you're in, and you just go about that. But you know, it's 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 really not all about that. It's just when your opportunity comes, are you gonna be ready? And that's and that's the main focus. You know, 
Um, I always just come in and I do what I have to do, you know, whether it be defense, offense, if I need to score, if I need to stay in the corner and, you know, just wait for that shot. I'm ready for whatever. And that's the most important thing um, about this game and about being in the WNBA. Of course, things are different when you, you know, go overseas now mm-hmm. and, you know, the mindset. But I think the overseas kind of just gives me the confidence and it correlates back over to WA. So when I'm put in that moment, I'm already ready. When you got this opportunity in 2017, you made the Dallas Wins roster. How much did that feel like validation? And not just to make the roster, obviously, you played in all 34 games that year. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, it's just a blessing, Howard, um, you know, to, to, to do that. You know, I, I'm a strong believer. Like I said, when one door closes, uh, I stay faithful to, to my game. I stay faithful to putting the time in at nighttime and doing whatever I need to do to get back. And it's just been excelling from there. When you think about your tenure in Dallas, you, you know, you are high up on a number of their um, career marks when you look across the board. You know, in a lot of ways, you have defined what that period of time is a period of change in Dallas, as you know, mm-hmm. you know, with changeover on coaching and changeover on the roster. You were the constant there. And so, you know, to be able to make that transition this past winter, you know, how much of a challenge is that for you? How much of a challenge do you think that is for, frankly, the Dallas wins? Um, you know, like I said, you know, things happen. And, you know, some things are just out of your control. Um, you can only control what you can. And uh, my time in Dallas has been great. You know, like I said, um, I'm just a player that I just come in and I do what I have to do. I don't ask for more, or, you know, or less. I just try to be consistent in what I do and bring whatever the team needs in any aspect, it could be off the court, on the court, whatever that might be. Um, in this case, you know, my time did end up uh, in Dallas. You know, it was unfortunate. You know, I never saw it coming, but I'm blessed that now I'm here in New York, uh, a new opportunity, a new team. And, you know, so far it has just been amazing. Well, I'm eager to get into the particulars of the way in which your skill set, and I've written about this, but just, you know, clearly intersects with what the New York Liberty need. And so mm-hmm. we're going to get to that in segment two. First, I'm going to tell the good folks at home mm-hmm. about Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, this, their pants, their shorts, their stretchy fabric mm-hmm. allow you to feel comfortable when you mm-hmm. are sitting at all times. Uh, I'm somebody who's looking for comfort. I'm somebody mm-hmm. who does a lot of work at home. And, you know, they, their versatility has been significant. You're able to wear them out as well. I'm able mm-hmm. to wear them without my wife being upset about the mm-hmm. way I look, which is, of course, the only thing that matters to me. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. And when you enter promo code locked on NBA, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Again, it's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA, L O C K E D O N NBA. Good enough for my wife. How I look in them, they're good enough for you. All right. I want to talk to you about. And and I went back and I knew this intuitively from having covered you for a long time, but your synergy numbers, right? When you look at defensive stats, you look at your defensive points per possession. It doesn't matter who was around you. We talked about Dallas changed every year. You Mm -hmm. guard one through four. We talked about this at media day. You are always in the top 20% in terms of defensive points per possession. Mm -hmm. And I guess I wonder where that comes from? What is the source of your passion for defense? And like, when did you know early on 
that this was something that was a calling card for you? Um, I think I've always been like that. I think that's kind of just been instilled in me. You know, I think that it just uh, came natural. Um, you know, of course, uh, and in college, I didn't really, I didn't know what, what I was. Cause I kind of did everything in college. But I think coming to the league, um, you know what? Let me take that back. When I was in Washington and when they told me I was undersized and um, that I wasn't, you know, big enough to guard so-and-so and stuff like that, that's kind of when I was just like, you know what, well, let me let me, let me me prove them wrong, you know? And then I started really building my uh, game on defense and really focused on the defensive tactics of, you know, the little things and how to do certain things and stuff like that. So I think it kind of inspired from that. And from there, I, I kind of just, I just took that on. I took on challenges and stuff like that. And um, it just became something that I love to do that kind of gets me going, that kind of gets my game going, you know, that leads to everything else. Was that something for you growing up too? I mean, you know, I, I'm sure you're the best player on every team you played on growing up. And so a lot of times, you know, the necessarily you'll shield that player from having to take on defensive assignments, right? But yeah. I know you, you have always guarded throughout the pros, the best offensive player on the other side. So was that like a feature of your game as you're growing up? Um, no, not really. I think that kind of just inspired when I got into the league. And, yeah. you know, of course, when I showed, you know, I'm capable of guarding uh, these top players. And I think it started off when I first guarded, um, when I was in Dallas and I had uh, guarded Candace Parker when she was playing for L.A., and, you know, I don't think people really knew who I was, but once I, you know, got on her and then, you know, it was kind of difficult to her to score what she wanted to. I think that's kind of where it started at. It's interesting because, again, you know, like I said, you manage, you put up significantly, you're among the lead leaders in steals uh, every single year, steal percentage significantly as well. And being able to guard a Candace Parker, that's opening people's eyes. Does it open coach's eyes as well did you find that it was successfully guarding Candace that helped you get more of those defensive opportunities um yeah I mean but I, I think just for me just just my mindset like you know just whoever I guard you know I just I take very I take much pride in that um you know I'm just you might beat me one time but you, you know you won't you won't do it again and it's just a pride thing with me you know when I guard people and it could be from you know one through five or anybody you know what I'm saying I just I just take more pride in that. Now, when it comes to bigger names like the Diana Taurasi and, you know, when I was guarding Brianna Stewart, and I, I kind of took that to another level. Um, and, and, yeah, so. I don't know how many people have guarded both Taurasi and Stewie in the league, but it's got to be an exceedingly short list. And it might be a list with one name on it, as near as I can tell. So that side of it, right, when we think about the basketball perspective, there's obviously a really – perfect fit here in New York. What's it like though, just off the court, you're in Dallas for six years, you know, take me through when you heard, you know, how you processed it and sort of how you went about finding peace with, like you said, things happen for a reason mm -hmm. to get to the moment where mm -hmm. you, you know, see what New York and that opportunity is for you. Yeah. So um, I was actually in Australia and um, I was having practice, do, 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 do. And then um, got to my phone. You know, the time difference in Australia is, is very different. So, you know, when I'm, a, you know, my folks back home, they sleep, huh? So, um, you know, I looked at my phone. I'm just like, you know, I, people are not up back home, you know. So I was looking through it, and my agent's like, you know, call me. 
as soon as possible and da da da. And then before I could even call my uh, agent, one of my best friends, Alicia Gray from, uh, you know, she got traded to Atlanta. Okay. She called me. She's like, hey, girl, you know, I'm excited for you. I'm so happy. And I'm just like, girl, for what? Uh, she's like, yeah, yeah. I said, no. She's like, oh, girl, you going to New York. I said, what? So at that moment, I was just like, you know, I had to put on a pause and start looking through my shelves. I was like, you know, I said, great, let me call you right back. Let me call my agent and see what's going on, stuff like that. So, you know, she was telling me about it. And, um, you know, just a lot of people were calling me. And at the moment, I was just overwhelmed because it, it just happened all at once, you know. So I kind of just cut my phone off for like the whole day. Um, and I only just talked to my parents. And uh, it took me a while. And I was kind of emotional because, you know, I've been in Dallas for a long time. And uh Dallas has just done me well you know being with coach Fred that's who that's who um brought me in and coach Taj um McWilliams uh those are the people that really uh saw the light in me and gave me the opportunity so you know I had to kind of take that in and once I talked to my mom about it and you know we prayed and stuff like that then I was just like you know what God you know I guess it is time for a transition and um this is the perfect place um you know everything worked out uh Sandy reached out to me finally and we talked and then I was able to kind of finally settle in and, and realize, and I'm like, you know what, look, I, you know, I guess my time in Dallas is, has been up and it's time for me to venture off to a new place, new opportunities. And here I am. And it's just a blessing. Uh, new York has just been great so far. And, um, you know, I'm just so grateful. The opportunity in New York, not just at the defensive end, but also just offensively to be playing among so many playmakers, so many elite finishers, do you feel as if, and, and, and again, for, for benefit of our discussion and just so folks at home understand, you have always been an efficient scorer. You've always shot very well from the field, but do you almost set your sights a little even higher when it comes to things like field goal percentage, you know, just sort of knowing that there are going to be opportunities in this offense um, that, you know, quite frankly, we may never have seen before in the WNBA. Yeah, definitely. I think with the group we have, with the veterans we have from Slew, uh, Stewie, JJ, Sabrina, um, Joe, you know, Johannes and even B and, you know, basically the whole team. Um, I think it's going to be good because, you know, it's going to they're going to teams are going to exploit th different things. And, you know, they might take away Stewie one night, JJ. So we others have to be ready on the backside to be able to shoot. So. Uh, I think this is going to be a great opportunity. You know, like I said earlier, you know, you just have to seize the, the opportunity and you have to always be ready because you just never know where your night might be. And this team is just so good that it could be anybody's night, any type of day, you know. So um, it's a blessing to be playing, you know, with these players, veterans that understand the game. And I can learn from them and they can learn from me in different things that we teach each other. So, um you know, I'm just excited because it's going to help me to grow and to learn more about the game and to expand what I can do. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating to see. And again, even just early on, you're seeing on on film, you know, how open you are, even how open uh, Benajah is where, you know, they overcommit on one player or another. You know, right. there's an all-star who is getting whatever shot she wants anywhere on the floor. It's just you can't take away everything. That's for sure. So I, so we're going to end with talking a little bit about New York and your experience here. Uh, first, just letting people home know about FanDuel and the offer they have right now for our listeners. A no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. Uh, you get the opportunity to bet on throughout the NBA playoffs and the WNBA season. Uh, if, if you bet up to 1000 you'll get 
that value back into your account. If you go to fanduel.com slash locked on, that's how you get the no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a fact out there that people may not know. You have not tweeted since 2017. And I, 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 I point that out because you, no you, you, you haven't sent a tweet on Twitter since oh. 2017, right? <laughs> and I point that out because, it, it, I mean, it's refreshing, right? It, it's like you have let your game do the talking. You have you have been someone who has looked to do it that way, as opposed to being real active on social media. And and, and I guess I wonder whether you've thought about or even felt the difference, the attention, what things are like here in New York and, you know, sort of how you approach that just mentally. Some people shut it off. Some people do it at certain times. I'm just wondering how you think about that part of it. Is it Kayla Thornton, you know, the brand rather than Kayla Thornton, the player? Oh, I'm asking the question, you know, I, you know, I'm the person that I really, you know, I really don't get into social media because, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's just too much. Uh, you know, I already got enough on my plate, you know, now that I have to worry about and to go back on social media to be looking at that stuff. And, you know, people just get caught up in the wrong things and then you lose your focus because then you try to compare yourself with different people and why they got this and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I just I just try to stay off of it. Now, I did, you know, people, my age and stuff, it convinced me to get back on Instagram, and right. they kind of deal with that. I don't touch that. I don't be in my DMs and stuff like that. So they just kind of do that, you know, for my brand and what I'm trying to do, you know. But, um, you know, I really don't get caught into that. It's just, it's just too much too much wasted time. You know what I'm saying? We should be putting our mind on something, on something better, you know, finance and, you know, something that's going to be beneficial for us in the future than Worrying about, you know what I'm saying, who said who and, girl, you did this and, ooh, look at who I got and what I got on. You know what I'm saying? So I really don't play too much into that, you know, because it's just, it's, that's a whole nother job right there, you know, and I ain't getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't, you know, I don't do that. It, it, it all made sense to me. And certainly what you do is plenty. And it's going to be fascinating to see. I will just leave you with this question. In New York, they treat their championship teams. It's another level. There's ticker tape parades. There are the opportunities to um, be heroes forever. Um, As the defensive stopper on a team with championship aspirations, do you think about legacy? Do you let yourself go there when you think about what this team can be? Um. Of course, Uh, but I think you know. I just think about the day at hand. And, you know, getting better day by day. Um, you know, if you look too far, then you, you get confused and you get lost on what the, the main goal is of today. But uh, definitely, you know, that's that's our goal. That's what our vision is. That's what everybody vision this team to be. But I think we just got to take it one, you know, one day at a time. It's still early and we have a lot of learning to. But I love the process that we're that we're on and how we're getting there. Absolutely fascinating. Well, Kayla, it is delightful to cover you always. I'm so glad you're here on the show. I want to thank all our listeners as well for being part of it today. Tomorrow, you'll be, we'll be joined by Dan Padover, who was smart enough to trade for your friend, Alicia Gray. 
And we'll be talking to him about all things Atlanta Dream. Until then, I am Howard Meddow wishing all of you a wonderful Wednesday. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. 